This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts. Do you think that any sports reporter like, say, Judd Zolgad should ever do THC? I mean, I just, let me think about that. Oh, he just popped up on the screen. How did that happen? Hi, everybody. What's going on? <laughs> We're talking THC. We're just 50 milligrams, baby, to put this boy to sleep. What do you think? I think that's very fair. I think but, it's fair, and I think it's down, about time. Take down this bear. But Sean was right. It's like... Oh, it's three in the morning. <laughs> if there was a fire drill, Tom would be wandering the streets. I'll be right out. Don't worry. About We're crawling thing. tonight. Just give me, was it that two and two? Now, this is, I think, an important question because maybe it's just me, but I can do the chewables that like, you know, this, this right here, what I have here. Yep. Uh, you can chew these, you can, whatever you want to do. Um, you know, the, I, I, I smoked pot a couple of times, never cared for that. Inhaling smoke was just, I, I'm not a big, a big fan of that. But I, I just, the one thing that I have noticed, and I don't know why this is, there are certain gummies, the chewables, right? Uh, the little gummy things. Those are, I think, 10 milligrams as well. They give me nightmares. Why would that be? Is there a like, sugar content with it? or wh- Why would that happen? I, I don't know, I guess. Because um, it doesn't happen with the, the chewables or the their little capsules. You can I get those in Florida, as a matter of fact, when I'm down there. They're fine. But those specific gummies that they sell give me nightmares, and I don't know why. Maybe, yeah, maybe it's some ingredient that your body doesn't agree with. Yeah. But, I mean... I mean, I don't want to burst your bubble, but um, uh, a friend of mine actually reminded me this yesterday when we were talking about our consumption, and and THC actually inhibits sleep. It doesn't promote sleep. Really? Um, And in fact, you don't necessarily reach REM stage that easily. I can see that. So, I mean, I I very rarely dream, um, but at the end of the day, um, if you are having you know, nightmares. I mean, number, I want to say number one, if you're using THC and you have some sort of recollection of your, your dreams or your nightmares, mm-hmm. that's a positive. But I would say that, um, yeah, it, it ha- I would proffer that it's probably more of a food allergy or an ingredient issue. Yeah, that you're probably true. That is probably But true. I am not a doctor. I have no credentials to comment on that. Well, the other thing you have to understand is having nightmares when you work in you know, like radio or podcasting, you're, you're going to have nightmares for Christ's sake. Is it that I mean, awful? Yeah, I look at these. Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, all roads lead back. <laughs> well, Judd's getting a big laugh out of that one. Forced to that. stare at us all the time. All, all the time. To I mean, stare at you. Day. It has nothing to do with the gummies. It has everything to do with his uh, coworkers. That is so weird, though, because I do dream a lot, and I shouldn't be dreaming as much on THC. Well, I guess if if you're just microdosing now, 50 milligrams is is a healthy dose. It is a healthy. And dose. if you're only taking it at night, you know maybe there's something to say for that. Which I am. I only okay. take it at night. Okay. Maybe I should, you think I should maybe spread it out through the last five hours of my day? Depends. I mean, what are you trying to achieve in in the hours leading up to, you know, to sleep? Well, if I wake up at four in the morning, it ain't good, I'll tell you that. So you, so you what, you need to be up at three or you want to sleep till five? No, I definitely want to sleep till about 5.30. Okay. <clears throat> which I can most days, but no, I, and honestly, Sean, it, it's just, it's done so much for me. 
I got an edge to me. There's no question. I understand that. And my wife has made that very clear to me over the last 42 years. It, it's your tone, right? It's in your tone. It's in my tone. And the fact, apparently people think I have very scary eyes for some reason. I don't know what the hell that's about. Yeah, I get that a lot, too. Well, Sean, on our first day, Tom said this. Shut up, or I am going to stab you. That was day number one. See, yeah. Maybe, yeah. Mm-hmm. maybe that's that was, the problem. That was orientation. I just love the way Sean looks at me like, oh, shit. <laughs> no, actually, I'm trying to figure out what the issue is. I mean, you're yeah, just yeah. managing expectations. Exactly. Like, if, if you find yourself stabbed, this is probably why. <laughs> I explained it at I mean, the beginning. This is why you're bleeding out on the floor. We yeah. do have to take a break, but you can stay for a while longer, I hope. Yeah, absolutely. Judd, do you have some questions about THC? I uh, Sure. Sure I do. Of course I, I do. I <laughs> kind of assumed you probably would. So we'll get Judd and Sean will schmooze right after this. It's Tommy B for our new advertiser, Niemeyer Trailer Sales. It's been a part of Minnesota since 1965. The name says it all, by the way. They are family. If you want to take your passion on the road and make memories camping wherever you want, no motors but pulled trailer RVs, go to Niemeyer Trailer Sales. Father Jim Sr. started the business, and now brother and sister team Tim and Lisa handle Albertville with Jim Jr. at the helm in Elko New Market. The best name in non-motorized RVs with great deals on the best brands like Rockwood and Northwood. Niemeyer Trailer Sales truly outservices their competition with personal employees, often, as a matter of fact, sons and daughters of this third-generation family-owned business who simply do what they say they will do every time because their names are on the building. And with a huge selection and RV service pros, you will leave satisfied no matter what you're looking for. They take care of every memory maker, I mean customer, that comes in. Their Albertville or Elko Newmarket location. Head to N-I-E-M-E-Y-E-R-S dot com and put your passion on the road. Niemeyer Trailer Sales. The new Tom Bernard Morning Show is proud to have partners like North American Banking Company, Bradshaw and Bryant, MyPillow, and attorney and advertiser Dave Bialke. I've been advertising on Tom Bernard's shows for years. I like Tom, not just because he's a good guy, but because the ads I run on his show bring me new clients that are hurt at work and need legal help. Tommy B works for me. Grow results for your business by partnering with the Tom Bernard Morning Show. Visit TomBernardShow.com, keyword partner. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts.
This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Sean Weber in studio. I grabbed the paper because I want to make sure I give you the right title. President of Hemp Growers Co-op. Sean Weber's in studio. Oh, see, I want to. I know your name, but President of Hemp Growers Co-op. Minnesota Hemp Growers Co-op. Well, see, there's no Minnesota on there. See, they dropped the ball on me. No, John. we wanted to have higher expectations. Mm-hmm. That's your next goal. Well, the President yeah, of the United yeah. States. I'm going, I'm going national, right? Sean Take Weber. The whole thing, Sean. President of the United States Hemp Growers. <gasps> Should we have stood up when you came in? Should we be saluting you? Play a little. Okay, Judd, we're handing the pot over to you. Oh, wow. Okay, thank you. Uh, so, Sean, my question is this. For a person like me who has been, uh, throughout the course of my life, m- mostly a beer guy, what would be, where would be the place to start? What would be the most lo- logical place for me to start? Not just as far as the amount I take, but how I consume it. Well, um, this is like just my take. Um, yeah. You're the president, man. <laughs> yeah, we're saluting You're the president, you. You are the man. president. Just make this decisions. Is your take. Yeah. This is like the I'm take of the president. Patronized here. No. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, if, if, you, if you're a beer drinker, yeah. I would, I would go ahead and try one of those uh, beverages. There's, there's yep. even hop water out there. So they have mm. non-alcoholic beer with THC and go ahead and use the lowest potency available. Two so, and a half to three milligrams. So I know you're involved in a couple, like what's a brand that we would like that you would trust to, you wouldn't have to think twice about. So um, I'm just going to plug myself. Yeah. Uh, Crested River. Um, we've Ooh. been manufacturing uh, beverages since January. Um, uh, I launched a soda line that was higher potency because everything that was on the market was for the new cannabis curious user. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry, but they tasted like crap. I'm not a white claw drinker. I don't like sparkling water. And right. the flavor profiles were blah. So we launched orange pop, grape pop. Oh, um, like, grape. Like Tahitian grape, treat, uh-huh. um, Sprite, nice. Mellow Yellow. So Where we, do we get this? I will bring some up to you after this interview. Mean, can I buy? Can yeah, I so buy from your right y- from your factory? You can you can go to our website, but we're also in a number of uh, locations around the Twin Cities. We have a store finder on our website. Uh, two of my favorite is a Natrium Wellness in St. Louis Park, um, off of Excelsior and Grand, and oh, then uh, and Legacy Glassworks in in Uptown. Um, Mike and Mel at Natrium and Josh at Legacy. Uh, they're huge advocates for the industry, and they do things right. They support local. Are liquor stores going after this product? Liquor stores, they're, they're already Very in a number smart. of liquor stores, um, and I believe the, the new bill uh, formally allows any and all liquor stores and bars to carry both drinks and edibles. Phenomenal. But, right. um, but so <clears throat> mine are higher potency, but I did just release, and that's how uh, Britt and I just connected. Um, we launched a lower potency called Minnesota, as in soda. S-O-D-A. S-O-D-A. Ah! And the way you spell it is M-I-N-I. Yeah, like a Minnesota. So a our, our typical <laughs> drinks were one pint, you know, 10 milligrams THC with some CBD and CBG in it. So we went back to the traditional 12 ounce. When I'm holding it in my hand, I'm like, this is a mini soda. I'm like, that's a cool name. I'm going to go with it. <clears throat> um, those are at five milligrams, maybe still a little bit higher for the first time user, but two and a half to five milligrams first time. 
um, it's going to, um, you know, at least give you an idea of what you're going to experience. And then if you check out some of these micro brews, um, you know, you can get some hop water, you can get the Arnie Palmers, uh, but a majority of those are the very light, sparkling, zero-calorie beverages. Okay, now Judd and I, uh, shoulder to shoulder on something here, and we need to get some advice from you. Uh, Judd and I are watching the Twins game, and they're going to go to the bullpen. So how much before they go to the bullpen should I start downing THC so I'm not extremely pissed off at our horrible bullpen? So what we need to do is we need to get you off the edibles and beverages, and we need to get you inhaling because there you're going to get... It's right away, baby. It's right away. You're going to get your immediate effects. I mean... You're, you're, Just mainline it. You need to mainline it, yeah. I mean, with, you need to understand with edibles and beverages, you are ingesting them. And so yes. I, they're just not being absorbed into the blood. They're being absorbed through the digestive system and then into the system. Whereas um, if you're inhaling, you know, it's just like anything. Because I'll tell, I could show you a few text messages back and forth between Judd and me during. It twin depends days. on the pitcher, Tom. It so does, if, sure. if it's Pagan, you just go inhale as much as you possibly can. <laughs> if it's Duran, you're like, okay, you know what? No, I don't need to. Just a little bit. But that's what it is. Based on which pitcher, which godforsaken relief pitcher is coming in, exactly how you approach the THC consumption. Well, I've been I a like Twins, this. I've been a Twins fan all my life. I was oh, fortunate enough to go to Game Six in '91. Oh. Um, but I will say without a doubt, if you're not doing bong hits before a Twins game this year, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the Tom Bernard Show guarantee. Yeah, we got to have Sean back more. This is working for me. Is all I have to say. I'm learning how to sleep. Learning how to watch the great Twins. Sales pitch, Sean. <laughs> it really is. You, you should partner with the Twins and say if you aren't doing a bong hit before Twins games in 2023, <laughs> you're doing it wrong. And the Twins can sponsor it. It'll be perfect. Be Done. Great. Done. Be the seventh inning bong hit. Yeah. yeah. I think it's a great idea. I really do. Because uh, like I said, I've got a little bit of an edge to me, which I didn't even know until uh, maybe a 50 years ago. But anyway. <laughs> but in any case, I just, I love the talk here. And I, I think, well, I shouldn't say I think. Sean, what do you think? Are people still frightened of this product? Uh, absolutely. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, we saw that just with the opposition to the bill. Um, uh, it's, it's, I mean, we're dealing with 100 years of stigma and propaganda. Sure. Um, we're not going to change that overnight, but we've done a lot in the last five years in the state of Minnesota. It's, it's fascinating. Um, and some of these corporations and some of these, you know, uh, virtue signalers, they just need to, you know, drink a cup of shut the F up. <laughs> um, I mean, there was, I, there, there was, there was one testifier. He testified in almost every committee and he was for a, a uh, uh, an organization and he was citing statistics, um, about how detrimental it is going to be going to be to their industry. Um, last week, or maybe even earlier this week, a national study was released that basically contradicted everything that this prominent association head was saying. Um, and it has to do with, um, you know, truckers and, and mm -hmm. on the road safety and the DOT. And, and yeah, it's, we just need to be true to ourselves, but God knows that that doesn't happen nowadays. Well, I got to go when I go home tonight, I'll just, 
I'll, I'll grab a bottle of like old granddad and go, Catherine, should I do this or this? What do you think? Mm-hmm. You don't want to be around me if I drink whiskey. I will tell you sure. that. I don't get too calm when I do that. Right. <laughs> I get a little edge to me. There's no doubt about that. And it isn't even the immediate effects. No. It's the, it's the lingering effects. Yeah. It's, the, mm-hmm. it's, the, it's the effects right thereafter, but then the long-term effects. Mm-hmm. I mean, people are concerned about um, smoking marijuana and what it'll do to your lungs. Well, I'm sorry, but there's no carbon monoxide and tar and nicotine and right, marijuana smoke right that's what causes cancer mm-hmm. um i know a lot of people that have um partied a little too hard and <laughs> they had to quit drinking or else they would die mm-hmm. in their you're staring <laughs> at one right now right um so he's staring at two right now. <laughs> well, th- actually three, but one of us hasn't quit drinking yeah, yet. Man. And it's actually four because your picture's up there. At it. So there you go. Fine. That uh, it all works out in the end, doesn't it? Oh, you, you it has know, to. I was uh, doing a little fingers ins- crossed, right? Yeah, I was doing a little Instagram stalking on you, Sean, and I saw that uh, you have kids, at least one, right? I have a. Uh, a daughter that'll turn 10 on Sunday. Oh, oh happy that's, birthday. That's awesome. When we were kids growing up, uh, we had some hippie friends that were family friends, and they would sprinkle a little bit of marijuana in the spaghetti sauce for their kids. Oh, yeah. And we would think that is wild. <laughs> like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe. But you fast forward now, and we're all in our 40s, and that side of the family, all of their kids are completely well-adjusted, incredibly creative, very successful in all of their fields. So how do you break the stigma when it comes to people with children who also use THC, and would you ever allow for your kids to use it, and at what age? Ooh, there's a lot there. Um, <laughs> so how – I mean, we need, to, we need to get people to understand that this is a vitamin. It is not a drug. I mean, I, the cliche is – They've been using it for ten thousands of years for wellness. Okay, um, it interacts with the body like food and vitamins do. It it is not cocaine. It is not heroin. Even though they're technically somewhat natural, um, it your body has an endocannabinoid system. Like I said, if you're calcium deficient or iron deficient, you can be endocannabinoid deficient because your body that produces cannabinoids is not producing enough. Really? And so by consuming cannabis, not even specifically THC, you are taking those supplements that your body needs. Now, hmm. can you take too many? Sure. Maybe my... Here's, here's a good analogy. When I first started uh, promoting CBD, um, my mom has fibromyalgia. My really good friend had lupus. They were getting regular relief out of it. My sister, perfectly healthy woman says, Sean, I don't get anything out of this. And I'm like, well, why would you? You're not stressed. Um, you're not inundated with pain. Um, you're, you're emotionally healthy. You're, you're, you're happy. You don't need this. You're not going to get anything out of it. Um, but there's people that aren't that lucky. It's the same people that have mild depression. And you look at someone that is always perpetually happy, you're like, what the hell are you on? Well, they have the right chemical balance. The other person doesn't. Right. The mm. cannabis helps you provide that balance, achieve homeostasis. Um, that's, that's the baseline of the endocannabinoid system. It takes all of your systems within your body and it marries them together and it makes your body efficient and the best it could possibly be. So, um, so dosing, 
like some flour and spaghetti sauce, we need to put that into context. It's not like spiking the Kool-Aid. Right. Yeah. I mean, so let's say they put the like a few grams. Yeah, they put a few grams in the spaghetti sauce. I mean, we're talking there's probably micrograms mm-hmm. in there. I mean, so we're not saying that the kid's going to get even a one milligram serving. They're probably getting micrograms, and that's a very healthy dose. Would I let my children consume marijuana, cannabis, THC? Absolutely. Um, I would not want them to um, use the uh, intoxicating substances until at least 18, if not, you know, 21. But at the same time, I tell them, no, they're going to try it anyways, right? So I'm going to educate her and I'm going to, you know, it's, my daughter knows that I consume. It's referred to as mm-hmm. medicine, right. and and it was right. and it was actually a visit to my uh, cousin Sarah out in Northern California when I visited her um, place where she cultivates, and it was everywhere, all over their yard, in their house, their process, and in their house. She has two little girls, they're twins, and they thought it was normal. They weren't interested in it, but they knew that it was inherently good. It was mm-hmm. a medicine. They can't touch it. Just like you can't take mom and dad's medicine out of the medicine cabinet, mm-hmm. but it's it's a plant, it's a freaking plant. Mm-hmm. It is indeed. No, Judd's only got another three minutes, so I want to get the five of us. Do you have one one pot, one THC story that you you don't tell a lot, but it's a great? Because I happen to have. A good one, thanks to my buddy Norm. It was very, very funny at the time. So, Judd, because you got to go in a couple minutes, do you have yeah. one THC story that you enjoy telling? Not really, no, no. I've, I've got some beer sex. stories. Lying. I've got some beer stories from uh, the. How about heroin? You have any heroin hey, stories? Come on, be no, honest. Yeah. You have no, any heroin no stories? Heroin. Now, speed and acid. I mean, I could go on all day. No, speed and acid. Got a lot done you know, that day, didn't you? Put Sergeant Pepper's on, drop some acid. As one does. With diamonds. I mean, come on. So, no THC story, though. Mm mm. All right. Rudy, how about you? Your uh, I favorite. Was, I was in San Francisco at a wedding, and the night before the wedding, it was me, the bride, the groom, a couple people in the party. We all went down to this cliff right on the ocean. The moon was out. It was, it was beautiful. We're all just sitting there, and a friend of mine said, hey, do you want to take a hit? And I was like, nah, it's not really my thing. And she goes, well, maybe you just haven't found your strand. Because I wasn't a big smoker either. And then my husband, Jeff, gave me this strand, and now I smoke this all the time. It's super relaxing. It's, 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 it works for me. And I was like... Well, when you put it like that, why not? I took one hit, and about 90 seconds later, I was clinging onto the ground going, we're all going to fall into the ocean! We're all going to die! There you yeah, go. it was not my strand. There you have it. Great story. Mm-hmm. Who wants to go next, the two of you? Uh, Sean, you can go first. Well, uh, I... Um, <laughs> I feel like you have a, quite a few stories. I don't remember any of my stories. You know. uh, I, I don't know. Um, do I have any good... Stories. I I can't think of one. Right. Um, well, I, I, well, I'll. Judd didn't have one either. So do you know? Do you know what a dab is? That sounds familiar. What? So a dab a is concentrated. Dab yeah, a, a dab is a concentrated <laughs> cannabis. Um, so when I say that you process it, you're taking, you're extracting it. It's you're taking it from being a a twenty percent plant to an eighty percent <clears throat> glob of tar. Um, people smoke it. The first time that I ever took a dab, it was probably 10 years ago. And so I'd have been 33 at the time. Um, Within seconds, I regretted it because um, (laughs) 
I couldn't breathe. I was coughing hysterically. Uh, perfect. And and I just injected my body with about 300 milligrams <laughs> straight to the brain. That sounds oh terrible. Um, it, it was Jesus. it was intense. It was I was very paranoid. Um, but I slept like a baby. Yeah, I bet. And and I didn't have any stress for about a week. That's <laughs> wonderful. So it's a just great story. a terrible twenty four hours, but yeah. then from there it was it was a bad four hours. Okay. That That's not too bad. Yeah. So Judd, you have to go, unfortunately. I do. Because I, I want to tell will... I'll tell you my story at some other day because you'll be gone for my story. All right. It's a good Talk one. Talk to you guys tomorrow. Bye, Thanks, Judd. Thank you, Sean. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Score North, ladies and gentlemen, Judd Zolgad with us. Okay, Britt. Okay, so my favorite memory of being high, I was with my friend Michelle. We were 18. We were hanging out at our my parents' house in Egan, and we got really high. And we asked the neighbor, she had two kids, we said, can we use your trampoline? And so we spent, we thought, hours jumping, you know, just like jumping around on the trampoline. Actually, Michelle ended up rolling her ankle and still trying to jump. And we get off, and it had been like 10 minutes tops. <laughs> <laughs> And it was just one of those moments where, like, yeah. And then I remember my brother had gone to Dairy Queen, and we were both like, how can we hide being hide? And my friend Michelle was like, this is what we'll do. We'll act like we can't talk just because we'll keep eating. (laughs) (laughs) So I just, at some point, my mom even has this memory where I was just sitting there with my tongue against the ice cream, being like, uh, uh. <laughs> and we got away from it just because we got away with it just because we were so quirky as people that my mom didn't think anything of it. But I was, there you it was go. so much fun. Just a blast. It's a good time. Very quickly. This is a very quick story. I have a friend, Norm Collins was his name. He's no longer with us, unfortunately. But uh, 1969, I think it was, um, Norm had a brand new blue Ford Maverick. Now, not the current Ford Maverick, which is a, an SUV. It was the old, you remember what Ford Mavericks used to look like back in the day. Mm-hmm. Not, not a great looking car, but, you know, that's, matter of fact, this is a very important part of it because it didn't even have electric windows. You had to roll the window down Which is by really hand. hard to look cool while you're doing yeah. that, by the way. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> so we're at the A&W up on Minnehaha Boulevard. You know where that is, right? Mm-hmm. Just right by the park there. There's a, I think the A&W is still there, actually. We're in the A&W parking lot, and we're hitting the pot. Yeah. Right? We're having a, having a little geef in the car. <laughs> yeah, two marijuanas or three marijuanas. Well, we, <laughs> we had so much that you couldn't see into the car. Yeah, apparently. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we could see out, but apparently you couldn't see in because there was so much smoke in the like car. It was like the Thriller music video yes, when exactly. you open the window. Yeah, yeah, you call that hot boxing. Hot boxing? Okay. Well, so I'm in the passenger seat. He's in the driver's seat. And I look over his shoulder and go, oh, man, we got a problem. He goes, what's the matter? I said, there's a cop coming right at us. Oh, no. He's walking right over to the car. This is a, you know, fully uniformed police officer, all the rest of it. He comes over, taps on the window with his nightstick. And Norm rolls the window down by hand, so it takes a little bit to get it down. (laughs) Yep. And... This huge puff of smoke goes out the window, and the cop is like, oh, for Christ's sake, this is wonderful. He goes, what do you boys think you're doing? And there was a long pause, and Norm looks up at the cop and says, 
it's too cold, man, and rolls the window back up. <laughs> and the cops started laughing and walked away. Like, I will beautiful. never forget it. That That's is like beautiful. such a Minnesota story. <laughs> it really is. Like, it's too it? cold out to deal with this. <laughs> too yep. cold to get arrested. It's Leave a, me alone. Oh, it's a buzzkill. <laughs> yeah. Actual oxygen coming in is not ideal. God, I will never forget that. That cop started laughing so damn hard. He just went, oh, Christ, whatever. He just walked away. And it was fine because nobody got hurt, right? As long as you guys weren't driving, yeah. He I'm didn't, sh- was not driving. He was sitting there in a parking lot, so Perfect. that's good. At the A&W. Oh, my God. A&W tastes pretty good, actually, after you've been hitting the pipe. Oh, my oh, God. A&W feels, tastes good sober. <laughs> that's true, too, yes. I love these conversations because you don't hear these conversations many places, and I think you should hear them more. I think it's just terrific, the fact that we found another way I'm, I'm serious. That, that crooked that I had the other day, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to love trying your stuff as well. And I can order that right from your factory in the future? Yep. Yeah. Like I said, you can go right to that? our website. Uh, we're at criver.cc or crestedriver.com. Um, throw this out there. Cannabis community, one word, all caps, um, 35% off, free shipping forever. Really? I mean, we're, you know, I don't want to toot my own horn, but we're trying to... <laughs> We're trying to not only break the stigma, but I mean, I like making money, but I it's also a good thing. but I also understand that this is a long game here. Like I'm all about customers for life. Mm-hmm. You're all about quality. You know, I'm not trying to make a dollar today. I'm trying to make sure that everybody gets what they need at a very fair price, and we'll re- we'll be able to stick around for a long time. A sustainable yeah. business model. <clears throat> does not include greed. So we, we offer very ethical pricing, and, and a lot of people are turned off by shipping charges, so we just we say, nah, yeah. we're not going to do that. Wow. That makes another great pot story, and I heard this from one of the uh, Secret Service agents, <laughs> that Richard Nixon was, I don't know where he was, but he's flying back into New York. He was out of the country. I don't know why he didn't go back to D.C., but he flew into New York. He's the president of the United States at the time. And... So he's flying, and he flies into New York, and the second he gets off the plane, another private jet, off that jet gets Louis Armstrong, the legendary trumpet player. I mean, Louis Armstrong was a great talent, right? And so he's talking to Louis, and they both got a couple of, you know, he's got, Nixon's got his guys carrying his luggage, but Louis's got two suitcases, right? Yeah. And so Nixon says to Louis Armstrong, and I've checked this out, by the way, this did happen. He says to Louis Armstrong, well, you know, I don't have to go through security. I'm the president of the United States, so why don't you just walk through with me so you don't have to mess with all that stuff. It was just a pain in the ass. Louis Armstrong revealed years later, both suitcases were full of pot. Oh, my God. <laughs> got the jazz lettuce. Oh, he's got like the 25 pounds lettuce. of pot. <laughs> like, what? And the president of the United States, come on in, you drug addict. Right? Let's, go. Let's do this. So it just makes you wonder what would have happened to Louis Armstrong had he gone through security. Right? Yeah, well, exactly. Because if they open that up, you got some problems. Because that was 1971, I think they were talking about. 70, 71, something like that. I, I mean, my God, you're, you're rolling the dice taking two, not one, but two suitcases full of pot across the Atlantic Ocean into here, New York City. Here, yeah. I'm having panic attacks wondering if I left a nail file somewhere. <laughs> and this mofo's rolling in with two suitcases of weed. We'll just call them 20 pounds, 10 pounds a piece. Yeah, that's... Yeah, that's, oh yeah. That's 
Yeah, that's not holding, that's trafficking. That's life in prison? <laughs> well, God forbid it used to be. Um, the great thing about that is I saw him first tell that story on The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. That's beautiful. And the greatest part is he goes, oh, so welcome to the airport with the prison. And he's got that great voice. <laughs> oh, my God. God, what a great. We, I wonder if you could find that. We, I, I probably got to try to locate that. That would be fun to listen to again. That would be. Uh, you got uh, 15 more minutes? Absolutely. Okay, we've got to take a couple of minute break. We'll be right back and wrap up the entire show. Sean Weber, president of Hemp Growers Co-op, is with us. I love this conversation because a lot of people still have a lot of fear about things like that. There are some people that still think it's very illegal, you know. Very illegal and very bad. Yeah, they do. Yeah. They absolutely do think that. And it, it's been oh, about 55 years for me, so I'm okay. I'm good to go. You look great, Tom. For I, me, you know. Yeah, and it's nice, too, that you don't, like, because there was a time, I'm sure, if you were, when you didn't have this option or if you had brought this up, you'd be in big trouble. So it's kind of nice that. Oh, you know, there might be a little, I might not be the clearest thinking individual sometimes <laughs> because of things that happened to me in my life, like getting stabbed. Yeah. You know. So think, think of it that way. So I've never been shot, but I've been stabbed three times, once in the hand, once in the foot, and once in the stomach. We'll keep you on your 50 milligrams. How about that? You think about that, though, how, because booze would make it worse, you, not better. Yeah, thins out your blood. Yeah, and it gets me really pissed off. And really pissed <laughs> off? Yeah. Oh, tequila. You don't want me near tequila. I don't know what the hell's in tequila. Same. What is that called again? Mescaline? Is it mes- mescal cactus or what is it well, in tequila? There's mescal and there's agave. Oh, agave. That's right. Yeah. There you go. All right, we'll take a break. Be right back in a couple minutes. We'll wrap things up with Sean right after this. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. Listen live at TomBernardShow.com or on the Tom Bernard Show app. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show podcast. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Brittany was just talking to Sean about, uh, about Jesse Ventura. And I was thinking maybe one of these days I should read. I have not talked to Jesse now in about 20 years. When was he governor again? Well, we looked it up the other day. Yeah, 99, because he was elected in 98, started in 99, and he was out in 2004, I believe. So it's been about 19 years. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Jesse and I used to be very, very good friends, and then toward the end, we weren't. (laughs) And I haven't talked to him now in like 20 years, but once in a while, I see him, because somebody will ask him about that, and he says every time, well, we can get together again once he apologizes. So... (laughs) We for we as a group formally apologize, and we are trying to manifest him on the show. Oh, I'm sure Jesse would come on the show. That'd I mean, be so I just fun. Hate my guts. I we just don't get along. I know it'd be fun to have him on. Oh, Jesse's a very good guest because yeah. he never shuts up. I it'd mean, you could sit here for two hours and never get a word in anyway. Perfect. God, what a what a man. He's a character. <clears throat> One of the things about my life, I will tell you, is the fact, and Catherine used to love it, too, because I used to be a power lifter back in the day, so we got together with people like Jesse Minter and a lot of professional wrestlers and stuff like that, and my wife, Catherine, had gotten in an argument with every one of them, and it was just hilarious. Matter of fact, remember the Hawkster, Hawk and Animal, the Road Warriors? You remember them, don't yes. you? Yes. Through you, I know. I mean, like, I've never met them, but I've you've talked about them <laughs> quite a bit. You've never met the Road Warriors? <laughs> I've been mortified. Yeah, wonderful. <laughs> Knowing those guys was a thrill. Yeah. Yeah, you over there, settle down, we'll come over. So oh, Catherine God, would yeah. go toe-to-toe with them? Oh, God, yeah. They got in an argument about uh, Mike Tyson. Remember the rape charges? What was that woman's name again? I forgot. 
Was that Robin? Robin Givens. Robin Givens. That who it was? God. So they're Rudy's sitting here. memory today is on point. Now, both my wife and Jesse are talking in very loud voices because they're not Jesse. I'm sorry. I didn't mean Jesse. I meant the road warriors. The road warriors. But, you know, Animal wasn't there, only Hawk. But they're, listen, you got to understand something. Well, he comes into the room, and she didn't have no underwear on. What? How would you know that? <laughs> like, right? what? What are you talking about? So they got in such an argument that Jesse, I keep calling him Jesse. No, it wasn't Jesse, because mm-hmm. we've been talking about Jesse. But Hawk reaches into his pocket, pulls out a sock that's full of pennies, because he used it as a club. Right? And you have to have that on you at all times. Oh, he did. <laughs> because if you were a road warrior, people would come up and challenge you to a fight all the time. Oh, those guys got challenged to fights all the time. It was, it's like, why would you do that? You're going to get killed for Christ's sake. Right, yeah. So he takes out his sap, that homemade sap, a sock with a bunch of pennies in it. He goes, you're just driving me nuts. You drive me nuts. And he hits himself over the head with it. And pennies go every direction. It was at Manny's. The old man, he's back in the old, you know, when it was up there on, on Nicollet Avenue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, those pennies went everywhere. I'm thinking, oh, geez, nice life. Oh, I gotta my go. God. Catherine's stirring the pot, though. And you she's, know. like, just keeping dead eye, I'm sure, on oh, him. Like, like, you're such you're, an idiot. You're ridiculous. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was it. There's no doubt about um, it. We have people to ask some questions. Excellent. Um, listeners. Love to hear it. Okay, Sean. This is from <clears throat> Jeff. Would you be able to ask what the difference is between Delta 8, Delta 9, and Delta 10 TC or THC is? Yeah, so Delta 9 is what we have known and grown to love as THC. Uh, Delta 8 and Delta 10 do exist naturally in the plant, however, in very minuscule amounts. And because the legislation only specifically called out Delta 9, people much smarter than me we're able to figure out how to synthesize Delta-8 and Delta-10 um, to uh, manufacture larger amounts for intoxicating products. But at the end of the day, um, they're very similar. Delta-9 is the baseline. Delta-8 and Delta-10 are a little bit less potent, and they give you a little bit either um, relaxing or energetic effects. Awesome. That's a good so, yeah. thing. Thank you. Okay. Here's another one. This is from Ken. If each can has five milligrams uh, dose, how does it affect me if I do multiple multiple cans like I do with beer? Uh, you're just consuming more. So it'd be like I, I equate a can at two and a half or five milligrams mm-hmm. like a gummy. Mm-hmm. Right, right. So, you know, if you have a can, you had a gummy. If you're going to have a second can, you are now taking a second gummy. Mm-hmm. Uh, brace yourself accordingly. Awesome. And then I have one. What? Let's talk about the average cost uh, to purchase the infused drinks. What are we talking here? Um, right now, they're, they're pretty expensive. I do know that Trail Magic, uh, Minneapolis Cider Company, they have one of the lower-priced beverages. I think they're around like three fifty a can. Um, uh, most of them are closer to like $8, $9 a can. Dang. Um, I mean, I personally feel like if you're paying more than $5... Um, it's just not worth it because at that point, just go get some gummies. Um, <laughs> right, under, understand right. who you're buying it from. But, uh, yeah, um, yeah. Th- that's my answer. Um, Eric, you kind of, or Eric wrote in, you kind of touched on this, Sean, but 
I'm going to hit it up again. This is formally. What is the labeling slash identifying requirements and our production requirements to ensure that people not wanting these chemicals do not receive it accidentally? So that's actually one of our concerns uh, that we talked uh, with allowing these uh, microbrews with manufacturing um, THC products and cannabinoid products. We don't want cross-contamination. If yeah. you're drinking a THC beverage, we don't want alcohol in it. If you're drinking alcohol, you don't want THC in it. Right. Um, uh, moving forward, there is really no standardized processes and procedures, but they need to be developed. Um, if you're looking at the certificate of analysis, you're going to understand what the potency is and, and making sure that it doesn't have any heavy metals, pesticides, residual solvents, all the nasty shit stuff. Sorry. No shit's um, good. Um, you're fine. fine. You're fine. But, um, but, I mean, if he's specifically saying, I want to make sure that there's no alcohol in this beverage, there's no standard for that yet. And, oh, and, and vice versa. Really? So if, if I'm a micro uh, brew producing a THC product and then I switch over to alcohol, right now there's no standard for them to verify that there's no THC in that alcohol. Really? Um, and, you know, we, we can get into a little bit of uh, controversy here, but if you don't have processes and procedures to ensure that there's no cross-contamination... Why should you be able to have dual manufacturing on a single line? You should use separate manufacturing lines. There's, there's a lot of issues. They, of course, would need to invest a lot more in capital equipment to maintain their current you know, production. Mm -hmm. But with, with some tests, you can eliminate all that, and you just need to put your best foot forward. So right now, the only mandatory test is for potency, heavy metals, pesticides, and residual solvents. But in regards to cross-contamination, uh, there's nothing required at this time. All right. Let's see. We just got a new one from Joe. Uh, they want you to bring up the, uh, what was the website, your product, uh, again. They want you to mention that one, Joe, uh, from Louisville last. Crestedriver.com. And then our new brand is called Minnesota, M-I-N-I-S-O-D-A <laughs> dot C-C. Not dot com, dot C-C. And then um, any thoughts or do you guys do any of the lotions or creams um, at all? Yeah, we have, a, we have a full line. We do um, lotions, salves, salve sticks, basalts, all that kind of good stuff. Um, let's see. This one we would already touched on. Is there any information about making edibles available so that a person has a better control of the dosage? We talked about that. And what... If you wanted control, complete control of your dosage, what route would you go? So if you want complete control over your dosage, I would buy some oil drops. Mm -hmm. um, look, at the, look at the potency uh, certificate, and then you can figure out, you know, a drop equals this much. And this is what I'm putting in my food or in my, um, my ingredient batch. But there's plenty of recipes out there. And in fact, the only difference between making a batch of cookies and making a batch of weed cookies or gummies and weed gummies is just that THC ingredient. That's it. Um, but because of the control over raw ingredients, nobody can possess more than 50 milligrams, right? So if you can find a product out there, a bottle of oil with 50 milligrams in it, that's what you're going to be limited to in your in your recipe. 
Awesome. Those are about most of our questions. I mean, we keep getting more in. People are asking a lot of the same stuff, but as they get answered. Sure. Was one of the questions, hey, Britt, you want to get high? Yeah, of course I it was. I knew it. Typical. And I kept writing, sure. Not doing anything. Sean, you got to come back more often because I think this is very, very educational for people, first of all. A lot of people are still quite afraid of dealing with THC. Yes. So I think the more we talk about it and having you in studio to talk about it, it's very, very safe. It's very well manufactured now, correct? Correct. Very nice control over it and everything. So any l final tip you have? Final tip. Like I said, low and slow. Yep, um, there you go. You know, uh, if, if you find yourself in a position of you took too much or you think you're dying, don't call 911. They don't care. <laughs> don't go to the hospital. <laughs> they can't do anything for you. No. And you're not going to die anyway. No, you're it's a matter of time. Anyways. It's a matter of time, right? So what I can suggest is to mitigate what you're going through, drink some water, relax, just go with it. And if you have some CBD or access to CBD, take some CBD. And that's it. But you're not going to die. It's going to be fine. That's wonderful. I'll close with this. I'll just ask this question. Yes, we do offer balance. Uh, we're going to have Sean in. And then... We're going to find a guy to show up who's a raging alcoholic. So there's a little balance. This would be outstanding. I would, <laughs> I think I would I, show up for I this. I think we have some mutual friends that we could go ahead and bring <laughs> yeah, in for that one. Yeah, right? Well, Sean, honestly, what a great, great time we had talking to you about this. Very educational. I think anytime you could take even a little bit of fear away from someone, it's a good thing. Because i I got to be honest with you, I don't know what the hell I would have done the last, I guess, 10 years without it. I'd have never gotten any. I was. I didn't get any sleep literally for about thirty years. I'm convinced I probably wouldn't be alive if I haven't been a pothead. Now yeah, you might be right. That, <laughs> I might be there with you. Actually, that is not an endorsement, though. By the way, <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, right. Pat. Appreciate it. Okay.